Today is Thursday, February 16th. The title for our devotional is Unity Because. Yesterday, we saw the method of attaining unity in the church. It is by the more privileged being willing to sacrifice their rights for the unity of the church. Next, Paul goes into the theology that grounds this pursuit of unity. Let's read 1 Corinthians 11, 17 to 26. In the following directives, I have no praise for you. For your meetings do more harm than good. In the first place, I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you, and to some extent, I believe it. No doubt there have to be differences among you to show which of you have God's approval. So then, when you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper you eat. For when you are eating, some of you go ahead with your own private suppers. As a result, one person remains hungry and another gets drunk. Don't you have homes to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God by humiliating those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I praise you? Certainly not in this matter. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Again, Paul's argument is that the church was not even celebrating the Lord's Supper because the divisions among them were so antithetical to the cross that they were remembering in communion. Paul grounds this in the ordinance of communion itself. In communion, we are remembering the greatest act of love. We are remembering the one who humbled himself, giving up many of his privileges of divinity to live among us, to suffer and die on our behalf. Jesus, of a higher status and privilege, God himself, stooped to our level to redeem us. If this is the Savior Christians are to follow, how can the Corinthians then not do likewise? The least the Corinthians could do is wait for those less fortunate to eat dinner. A few verses prior, Paul directly makes mention of communion as a unifying practice as well. 1 Corinthians 10, 14-17 reads, Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. I speak to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which you give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break a participation in the body of Christ? Now, verse 17 is the unity piece. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all share the one loaf. So just like there is one loaf of bread that the smaller pieces are broken off from, so we are all one as a part of Christ's body. Communion is to reflect this, our participation with Christ, and also our unity one to another. In this text, he also subtly reminds them of what we talked about a few weeks ago, that these divisions, though tragic, are not entirely unexpected. He reminds them that Jesus was betrayed. He describes the Lord's Supper in verse 23 as, on the night he was betrayed. This would serve as a simple yet pointed reminder that even Jesus was betrayed. Even at the table of the Lord's Supper, there was division and disunity. So although it's tragic, it's not entirely unexpected within the church. He received his understanding of communion, he says, from the Lord himself. It's unclear what he means by this. It's possible he received it through direct revelation from Jesus, like he saw Jesus on the road to Damascus. Or perhaps he is referring to the witness of the disciples as directly from the Lord. In any case, this is the earliest description of communion in the church apart from the Gospels themselves. In our theology of communion, it's also important to note that Paul's theology of communion was memorial. He states the words of Christ, Do this in remembrance of me. In the accounts of Matthew and Mark, these words are missing, but certainly implied. Luke includes them. 
As we've already seen in the Lord's Supper, Jesus is using the symbols from the Passover and infusing them with new meaning in himself and the new covenant community of the church. This is a memorial in which we, as those who are in Christ, participate. For reflection time today, reflect on Christ's love and sacrifice for you as displayed upon the cross. This is the greatest act of love and self-emptying. This is God in flesh dying a sinner's humiliating death. We are to remember this in communion each time we take it. This constant remembering and participation with Christ is to form in us the humility and love of Christ that we might be willing to also give up our rights and privileges in love for one another. As you reflect on God's love for you, root your love for others in his love for you and your love for him. Commit to loving others like Christ loves you. Commit to giving up your rights and privileges for those less privileged than you for the sake of unity in the church.